Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Yes, we are open. So pull up a chair and hang out with us while we talk about beer, spirits, shenanigans, and all the fun stuff in between. Welcome to the Pubcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pubcast. I am Dale. And I'm Lauren. And on today's episode, we have a special guest, Mr. Brandon Howe. How you doing, man? Good, guys. Yeah. How you, how you liking being on here? This is official. Yeah? <laughs> this looks good. <laughs> Nerve-wracking. Don't well, be nervous. Yeah, Don't nothing be to be scary. Very scared um, So before we, we dive into some Q&As with you, we're going to just touch on a few things. Um, so let's start off with, with one little breathing thing. So even for the listeners, just one inhale through the nose and then one exhale. So for those of you who are having trouble breathing in, that could mean one thing, high pollen count, which means we are in the depth of spring. Spring is here. Yeah. So all you snotty nose kids out there, that's why. <laughs> Um, so with spring comes a few things means we're at the end of our first quarter. And so for everyone who paid attention in class at the last meeting, we're up, we're doing good, moving along. And I say, you know, cheers to y'all, you know, good job, everybody. Yeah. Like, yay, we're doing it. And the big thing is, is just to keep it going. Like, I don't know about how y'all feel about it, but I feel like recently with Del Papa, like company-wide, it's been going through like a nice little change. Feels right? good. Refreshing. More, more involvement going on and everyone trying to do different things and participate in things. Well, I think there's a lot of change happening. Oh, yeah. Even at the top. Oh, yeah. So you've got new leaders. You've got leaders who are leaving. Retirement. It's uh, crazy. That after 22 years to see these guys leave or yeah. depart it's, it's it's awkward it is especially yeah. when you put the math to it and you know that when I started here these guys were my age and so yeah. it kind of you know but then it's also depressing when you put the the 65 minus the 41 and go <laughs> I still have 24 more years <laughs> and that's just 65 right so yeah, yeah there's a lot of change a lot of uh interesting stuff a lot of a lot of good employees allowed to do some creative things right now yeah you guys involved but other things going along too so it's really cool to see all the all the movement we've got a couple people enter the the company that are maybe not beer men or beer women but are very knowledgeable what they're doing so it brings a lot of uh, competency to what we're doing cool yeah i like that and I, I know we've, we've harped on it before with, like, the employee council. I think that's a huge thing. Like, I think, uh, at least I know in my early days, it was very, uh, I enjoyed the little bits of what we got to do here. And, but it was kind of, like, real spaced out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we, had, we got our little moment to celebrate, and now we're back to work. Then we had a little moment to celebrate, and then we're back to work. But now it's more 
more in between like mingled in throughout the days and yeah there's like little things sprinkled here and there yeah like even with the the communication meetings how um how they've sort of rearranged that and the the q a's at the end like i I was kind of excited about that there's been multiple times where i wanted to raise my hand i'm like i don't really want to raise my hand (laughs) i don't want the spotlight on me but now that we can submit questions i think that was that would be a a big thing for a lot of people to yeah be able to get some questions in there and get them answered yeah we started that during covid yeah uh, we did everything virtual and uh, that was actually one of the things that i brought to the table was uh, you're right there's a lot of times uh, whether or not you're you're scared to talk in front of people but you just don't want to fumble the words out and a lot of times you can ask a question that has an obvious answer to it you don't want to you know look like an idiot in front of everybody but right yeah uh, truth is sometimes you just don't know what you don't know right mm-hmm. so yeah and, and also i think you get better substance questions uh and i'll be honest with everybody you know sometimes people would ask you know lay up questions just so we could go eat right and not stand there and look at each other that's probably uh, yeah. true so you get substance questions yeah so uh, again I, I say let's just keep rolling Let, let's keep grinding especially you know knowing the fact how last year was with the quarters and you know the numbers here and there and that we started off strong this year i think a lot of that that change is reflecting at least mm-hmm. in my opinion um maybe it's a morale thing maybe it's like how you said you know you got different people coming in with different skill set different mindsets right. you know different pushes and it's where the wheels are Wheels are moving now, so now it's, it's just a matter of good keeping stuff. them going. Well, let's not let's not forget that we're up. You know, there, there's a lot of going on. You know, Bud Light made a, uh, a resurgence in January. Had a great January, but our competency and being a player in the game of the non-alcohol category with brands that actually resonate with with consumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, losing Nutribolt was was tough, but you know we we're, we're bringing on new suppliers we've got two new ones coming up within the next week uh, a lot of chain authorizations being turned over to us on big big packages so uh, it's a lot going on and we're a lot more proficient in the non-alcohol world than we were mm-hmm. uh, a while ago that's pretty exciting mm-hmm. i like to hear about all the new non-alc stuff are you allowed to say what those two yeah, things are so we have bucked up I've oh, okay, yeah. that's good. So that's coming out. Um, you know, Rise, we just, you know, debuted maybe a couple months ago. It's mm-hmm. doing really, really well for us. Um, off the top of my head now, I can't think of the other one. But we have a, a couple coming up. Have you tried either one of those? Uh, I have not. Uh, one of the others, that it's not a non-alcohol, but it kind of came out of the woodwork and we didn't, you know, came by surprise was Monster. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hard. Uh, yeah. Out, and that's hidden in the next couple of weeks. Oh, really? So um, you'll have a variety pack and the three single flavors. Okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So see how it goes. You know, it's uh, it's kind of a new category is the kind of non-alcohol beer brands. Yeah. So you have the Mountain Dew, you know, you have, uh, you know, Topo Chico. Mm-hmm. It's all those, you know, established non-alcohol brands now following. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. I tried the Bucked Up before. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing about that, you know, in our market, they have the Bucked Up Shots. It's kind of like, so there's the 16-ounce, but then they have Bucked Up Shots, which is looks like a shotgun shell, 
but it's just like a five hour energy. Oh, okay. Interesting. So imagine those sitting at the register. Oh, yeah. Some of our accounts in some of our markets. That'll be a that'll be a big deal. But it's it's going up against five hour energy. Wow. Okay. I'd try it, but I'm scared. But I'll do it. Yeah, I, I would. I would probably try it too. If you be like, huh? yeah. <laughs> but I think it's only fun if you just yell. Let's you know. Let's, let's get, get bucked, bucked up. up. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure that's that's the big problem. Um, so speaking of NAs, I think another part of spring, you got the three B's coming, right? So Budweiser, baseball, barbecues. Heck yeah. Baseball fans? Huge. Yes. Okay. Strictly Astros or do y'all venture outside? Astros. Yeah. Astros, but I venture out only because of my son. Okay. Yeah. So those kids growing up nowadays aren't fans so much of teams as they are players oh okay so in the youtube generation you can watch different clips of you know shohei otani or mike trout mm-hmm. or any of those guys he he knows the rookies and all that oh, stuff that's so, so cool um we you know we watch a lot of that but we'll watch anything baseball wise but yeah always an astros fan yeah so okay i don't, I don't want to turn this into like a, a baseball chat what are y'all's thoughts on the uh the pitch clock I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. I hate it. Yeah. Like, I hate it. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. If, if you were watching a game and you had no recollection or nobody told you about the pitch clock and everything just happened, what would your thoughts be then? If no one told me what was happening? If you didn't, if you didn't go into a game knowing that there was a pitch clock, if you just saw the pitcher throw the ball and get back on the mound and throw – would you even notice anything? I wouldn't until they ran the clock out and then there was a strike. A strike or, or a you know, Yeah, and out. I'd be like, okay, what was that for? Because I've already seen highlights of games where that had happened and that was the end of the game. Yeah, that's so, happened a couple of times once the spring training. I like it, so I'll disagree yeah. with you. Uh, I watch so much baseball that, you know, there's, you know, get off the rubber, you know, take your glove off. Mm-hmm. Rub your hands. The batters, you know, Kyle Tucker's the worst at this. He'll get down. He'll get him a spoonful of dirt in his favorite. hands, and I'm like, <laughs> like, come on, man. We, you know, you, you play 162 of these things, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm interested from the business side of when you take a game from three hours, three and a half hours to two hours and 45 minutes. How does that affect right. concessions? How right. does that affect the bottom line of the, uh, you know? But you know, from what I've seen so far this year, the the top batters are, are batting and the top pitchers are still dominating. Yeah. So right. I think it's just like anything else; people will gripe for it a while, and it'll just be part of what we do. Yeah, like we you said, it. if you don't know, then you don't yeah. notice it. But people have strong opinions. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thought. I jumped in on you. I think no, no, no. It's good. I mean, I think for me, it's just um, I just get the vibes of MLB is just trying to move the game along. But for me, like, that's baseball, you know? Whether they're doing it on purpose or doing it because they're not paying attention, like the, you know, like you said, you know, rubbing their hands, getting the dirt, whatever. But, or if it's strategic, like, okay, I'm just going to wear you down, piss you off until I'm ready to go up there. I don't know. I, that's, to me, that's just baseball. Like, you're, you're, if you're going to go to the game, be prepared. You could be there real quick or you could be there 17 innings later. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think. The natural flow of a game, if it, if it's a tie game, you know, 17 innings, um, 
but the, it's gotten out of hand. You, you you have to agree from the '80s to now. Oh yeah, the, the game has gotten longer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 gotten so for me they got to curtail that a little bit. Forget trying to bring new people into the crowd. Just for me as a baseball fan, it's getting tough to watch, especially when you get in the playoffs. Those games get four four and a half hours. Right. I'll tell you what I am against on the new rules is the uh, throws over to first base from the pitcher. So you oh, only like you get, only get you like only two? Get two, and then they made these bases bigger. Yeah. And so if, if I'm Ricky Henderson, right, I'm wondering, you know, the greatest base stealer of all time, you know, it's like almost guaranteed after two that you, you get a chance to steal. Now the catcher can still throw mm-hmm. you out, but I don't like that part of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, that one, uh, there's there's a couple little things, man. I just, I don't understand the, and, the and motive behind and it. If and they bring in the, uh, the automatic umpire thing, strikes, uh, I don't like that either. Wait, what's that? Yeah. Y'all haven't seen this? Yet? No. They're doing it in minor leagues for the most part. It's, it's, it, it, the umpire doesn't call balls and strikes anymore. What? It's just an automatic. It's a computer. Oh, that would be so hmm. weird. Yeah, so that, that's, that's weird to me, but I don't want to turn this into a baseball chat like you said. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm for the pitch clock. I'm against the bases. When the pitch clock runs out, is it a ball? Or is it... What do you mean? Like, once the time runs out, what's the... Like, on the pitch clock? Yeah. Like, what happens? Well, like, now? Yeah. Are you talking about the strike zone? No, like, when the time runs out, if he hasn't thrown the ball yet, what is it considered? Uh, I've only seen it with strike on the batter. I think it is I, a ball. I think okay. they but both I could get be, one. I could be wrong. I oh. think the batter has a clock and the pitcher has a clock. Yeah, so, I think the batter has to get in the box within okay. eight seconds. And yeah. I think... 15 seconds the, the mm-hmm. pitcher yeah. has to okay yeah so i think yeah i think the batter gets an automatic strike and then the pitcher a ball i guess that's I guess. what i would I guess. yeah okay yeah but either way you know here we are baseball season is upon us um uh, now that we're in spring getting a little warmer so time to bust out the barbecue grill you know throw some meat on there maybe watch the game even um and you know, we're all about being drinking responsibly, right? So the big thing that I have seen more and more people pop up with are the non-alcoholic beers, you know? Because you want to have a good time, but you don't want to get too crazy, right? Um, so Bud Zero, I think Corona just came out with one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one, St. Arnold Hop Spring. Um, hop water. Hop water. It might be called something, but I think it's like the realm, or like it's called hop water. Yeah. So we have nuts, lots of nice little NAs to choose from. I don't know. I just I think it's kind of cool to to have that as an option. You know. Yeah, I think the technology has come a long way too. Um, Bud Zero is a great brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very authentic taste. No alcohol. Uh, I think not in our house, but you have Athletic Brewing uh, that, that's coming up. So I think the technology and the brewing capabilities are. Uh, brewing those products and as you get older you know it's just it's not fun mm-hmm. to wake up the next morning uh, yeah and you have to be you know socially responsible with your driving and everything like that so uh, it'll be interesting to see especially on premise how these brands uh, are adopted and if they become any kind of viable market share uh, in the on-premise I hope so I have some friends too that don't drink but yeah. they'll you know drink anything that's in a yeah so I'll I'll be honest. I've never actually had a Bud Zero. So uh, got turned on to Bud Zero uh, by a buddy of mine who works here. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I I my consumption 
has has pretty much just gone. I don't you know. I don't know why. Uh, I think he said it's like an age thing. Uh, yeah, I, I I've think, even hit started to hit those walls. You know, I'll take a I'll take a Ron White quote for you. Uh, Ron White said that there was only so much alcohol that a person can consume in a lifetime, and he goes, and I've consumed mine. <laughs> uh, now I, I was never I never was one. Uh, you know. Being in the business, you know, you had some fun a couple of times, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. As I grow, as I get older, it's just kind of, you know, kind of, you know, one or two here and there. But yeah. Bud Zero is good. Yep. Uh, I'll be honest, I never had O'Doul's or Bush N.A. or anything like that. I, I You know, Bud Zero is, I heard some good things about it, and it's, it's an authentic taste. You can't, I can't tell the difference. You get it, you know, nice and cold, and it's, yeah. it's a good beer. Have you had one, Lauren? No. No? So I actually bought a six-pack yesterday, and I brought three with me. So if you would like to try one with us. Of Bud Zero? Of Bud Zero. Nice. So very we can try it while we're while we're chatting. So you two have never had this? No. I have not. Oh man. Give an honest uh Okay. Ugh. Tastes like a beer to me. It tastes, tastes like, a, like beer. a beer. Yeah. That's good. It is very good. I mean, when you first taste it, it's got that bud, that bud flavor. It does. Mm-hmm. This is great. <clears throat> yeah, 50 calories, 0% alcohol, zero sugar. Nice. Yeah. I, I can get down I wouldn't steer your own. Right? Trust you. That's good. That's really good. All I'm missing is the aroma of a barbecue pit, and I'll be completely happy right now. <laughs> If you close your eyes, you can... Right, just envision <laughs> it. Um, so, with that being said, Lauren, do you want to give us our fun fact of the day? Sure. So, fun fact. Although non-alcoholic beers boast only a fraction of the alcohol as regular beers, it contains a similar number of calories. This is because non-alc beers pack more than twice the carbs as regular beers, mostly in the form of sugar which helps improve the taste once alcohol has been removed. In addition, both types, uh, both types offer small amounts of several vitamins and minerals, including... Sound it out. <laughs> phosphorus, there you go. magnesium, and B vitamins. Does this yeah. has vitamins? B vitamins, the best vitamins you can get. Hmm. So here's what's kind of funny is I've, I plucked this fun fact off of Google and where did it go? Mostly in the form of sugar, but not on this label, it's zero sugar. So now I'm questioning the fun well, fact. There's different kinds of sugars that don't like, like those fake sugars. Yeah. I don't know if that. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like if it's not sugar cane, it could be something different. Like super lows? Yeah, exactly. So Okay, take your take yourself out of being employed here, right? Okay. And you see Budweiser Zero sitting on the shelf. What is your first initial reaction to it? What is it? Healthy. Zero calorie. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Now, the cool thing about us is, you know, these these brands are marketed in different sections of the cold box so you you more likely you're not seeing this uh, you mm-hmm. know, like h-e-b kroger's they have their own 
non-alcohol section. But, you know, zero carb or mm-hmm. zero calorie would be the first thing I'd look at. But yeah. Especially if you taste one and you don't read the... Uh, right. You're, you're going to think it's just... It's good. It is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, I enjoy that. All right, Brandon. Let's let's dive into who you are. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what, what exactly do you do here? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) So my official title is director of business intelligence and process design. Okay. Okay. So I kind of, I kind of do two things. One is, um, I review and, and, and research and look at all of our internal and external data, all the market data, uh, anything out there that pertains to beer and even non-alc in our in our territory and populate that into actionable uh, data or actionable you know opportunities you know where where can we grow where are we spending resources that may not be the best you know are we chasing you know a brand that's really declining or are we chasing a brand like bush light you know where we can explore how to grow that brand right now um with that, also handle uh, our internal data reporting. So I'm more on the visualization side. Um, so using our internal, uh, you know, Microsoft Excel, mm-hmm. Microsoft Power BI, and really it's Encompass mostly, uh, and, and making those reports and dashboards and spreadsheets uh, to our people that uh, that need the information the most. And then the other side of what I do, which really started at COVID, was uh, I lead our procurement team. So every supplier in the, com- in the company, with, with the exception of a couple, uh, me and my team, we work on those. And uh, you know, we look at the demand signals and, and we acquire the product, procure it, um, you know, on, a, on just any kind of cadence there. So that's what I do. Cool. So I know sometimes, um, sometimes we'll see the warehouse completely packed with stuff and other times we see it sort of open is that trying to think of the question here is that by design yes yes and no okay okay so you got to understand the system that we work in is we're a distributor Mm -hmm. right so the brewery or the non-out producer what is their main goal their main goal is to flush as much product out of their business as they can. Our goal is to flush amount, the, the amount of our product that we can sell mm-hmm. the most we can without keeping a, a large amount in inventory because that, that goes against your, that's on your, your income statement, right? So mm-hmm. um, the brewery, let me explain. Let's talk about Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch cannot produce enough beer in the summer months to support the sales that go on. They don't have the capacity to do that. So in February and March, you'll see our warehouse is pretty full. So our heaviest warehouse months are November, December, January, February. So a lot of times we're coming off the summer, you know, they excess inventory. So November, December can be pretty bad. 
and then January, February, they start building up, and then even first part of March. And you'll see, uh, if you if you were to look at a graph, you'll see that those are the peak months, and then things get the worst for us in DOI-wise, which is days of inventory, in the July, August, September months. And so uh, the reason we're holding so much in those those off-peak months is because they're, they're, they're producing a, at max capacity, and they're building us up so that when they go down, when our sales go up, they can still keep us in stock. Wow. So uh, we work on a 13-week uh, planning cycle. So every week, we're looking 13 weeks into the future. So we're, you know, call it middle of July, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've already done Memorial Day. And really, probably July 4th, we're getting into right now. Um, we work on a three, a 13-week cycle. Um, locked forecast are every four weeks. So everything mm-hmm. we have forecasted in the next month is locked. And so say we're sitting at say we're sitting at 20 days of inventory on Bud Light suitcases. That's based on our not past, it's based on our upcoming forecast over the next 13 weeks. And so there's a threshold that, that we can't be shipped over. However, say we get two straight weeks of rain, right? Mm-hmm. And sales decline. Well, that 20 days inventory now becomes 24, 25 days because we're not pushing out what we forecasted. Yeah. On the flip side, say something happened and we had a great time, um, our DOI will go down. Mm-hmm. So it's cyclical in the warehouse uh, for the audience. It's uh, we, we shoot for 21 days of beer. We shoot for, it used to be a lot higher, but we brought NAs down to 30 days. NAs are a little different because, uh, you know, the brewery, Obviously, with our beer sales, you know they can ship us full trucks, full trucks, full trucks. But our mm-hmm. our, our uh, non-out guys, um, they want to ship full trucks as well because it's the most profitable for them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to increase our DOI on some of our top packages to make sure we can fill out that truck. Because if we don't fill out a truck, we get LTL charges, uh, which is less than you know full truck. So. To, to avoid that because then we apply those to the cost of sales and it makes the cost of sales go up so um, we try to we try to max out those trucks hmm okay okay now um, there are some times where we screw up you know we'll, we'll, we'll not forecast right mm-hmm. or uh, we'll forecast uh, Easter's this is Easter week this is a great example Easter doesn't fall on the same week every year right right so if you're not catching that uh, you may see last year, oh, on March 30th, we sold mm-hmm. this much, and you'll forecast more, and you won't forecast for the Easter. Um, so there's a lot of ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of people get concerned when the warehouses get full. Um, you know, when, you know, we get a lot of interesting emails at the end of the year. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and then likewise, in this time of the year, we get interesting emails as well. It's like, oh, hey, we're only seven or eight days on Constellation or something mm-hmm. like that. So. It's a, it's a constant balance game. We, we handle a lot more SKUs and a lot more packages and a lot more brands than we did five, six years ago. But if you look yeah. historically, even past pre-COVID to 2018, 2019, you see it really starts in November. Um, and they're trying to, you know, they got fiscal years, we got fiscal years. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a game. Hmm. Uh, but we try to do as, as much as we can, and sometimes we don't hit it. Yeah. And sometimes we, we hit it right on, so... That's cool. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> to like so, 
And has a bush, and I might lull everybody to sleep here, so my apologies. No, you're fine. <laughs> and has a bush is the only supplier that we don't actually make an order for, okay? So we forecast. They take that forecast, and every four weeks they plan out their brewing cycle. So basically they'll put us up to, okay, you're going to sell 100, 200, 300, 400. They're building days of inventory. Every other supplier, we actually submit what we want. So we kind of mm-hmm. do that that process ourselves. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's just an interesting fact. Hmm. Okay. So lots and lots of pre-planning. Yeah, we're always we're always thirteen weeks ahead of you guys. So we're already looking at, and we can we can fork, we can adjust up to four weeks out. Okay. So four weeks well, for Hannah's a bush. They they kind of they kind of lock you in. Wow. And they'll they'll ship it to you, and if you're out of your forecast, oh, gosh. so so yeah. there it's forecast accuracy. So we're, um, you know, Jared he he works on AB for us. Uh, we're constantly in the top five or six in the in the region with forecast accuracy. So we're mid eighties, eighty five percent. But you really want to look at the top ten packages, top twenty five. We're we're right there with those packages. Cool, good cool. job. It's a little fun fact for those who are listening. At one point, you, Brandon, were our manager in the mm-hmm. print shop. Mm-hmm. How? Let's start in the beginning. How long have you been here at Del Papa? In July would be my twenty-second year. Twenty-second year. Okay. Cool. And how long? How many positions have you held? Twenty-first year. Okay. Twenty-first. Yeah. I, I I came on July twenty-second, two thousand two. Okay. So this July will be twenty-one years. As what? What did you What did you start in? I first came in as a merchandiser. Okay. And then I, 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 I merchandised for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then the natural progression was the sales rep. So I became a sales rep for a few years. Uh, and this is where my career path kind of goes against the grain is usually when you're a sales rep, your next stop is sales coordinator. Uh, I didn't do that. There was a position that came open that I applied for. I was on-premise uh, sales consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, I applied for that and actually got that job. So I did that position for a few years. Um, and then the opportunity, uh, we had somebody leave that was a brand manager. So uh, I became a brand manager. And from then, from there is when I got into the marketing mm-hmm. piece. They folded the brand managers and marketing together, which made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And then I became over... You know, leading that that effort, and then from there, I did that for a while, and then um, they they came to me and they had opportunity for what I do now, and it really fit exactly what I like to do. So, mm-hmm. okay, that's awesome. What was it like first joining the Del Papa team? Uh, it was it was cool. I mean, it was refreshing because at the time. You know, in my senior year of high school, I had worked at Kroger, and I worked at Kroger. Uh, and then, interesting fact about Kroger, they're a union back in the day, so I was making minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, I got married at, at 19, so I went to, I started working at HEB, and that's where I met a lot of the vendors. I worked back there at grocery, so I, I knew the Frito-Lay code, you know, these guys. Mm-hmm. And they, they, you know, made that relationship, so, I, you know, my wife at the time was... Uh, having to leave her job to go to nursing school. So uh, I needed to, to make enough income for both of us. So I uh, got connected with these guys here and 
uh, came to work, and it was it was really cool. It was cool, to, uh, you know, being at that time being twenty one or twenty 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 one. You know, you were you were a beer guy, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Like you had clout when you went places. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I, I work for a beer guy. <laughs> right. At that point, we'd tell everybody, you know, I work for Anheuser Busch. It wasn't Del Papa. Nobody, right. nobody knew yeah. the brand Del Papa. It was like I work for Budweiser. Mm-hmm. And so that was cool. You were like, you were the Bud man. You had cred, man. You yeah. street cred. Yeah, and that was back. You know, remember that's you know, God, I sound like I sound like some of these guys are that are that are retiring. But, <laughs> no. Uh, you know, that was Bud Light. Still, we were still less than fifty percent market share at that time. Wow. So. That's crazy. Do you have any um, favorite or, like, memorable moments here that stand out to you? There's you know, there's lots. But yeah. One of them, uh, New Year's Eve, man, it's back in the day. We, uh, we just had so much beer to deliver. And I remember we were out on trucks. I mean, there was, there was a time where we were in Clute, Texas. We were at a we were at a, a, a parking lot. There was like six bud trucks there, and we were all you know just moving beer from one truck to another so we could all get done. Oh, those those kind of those kind of stand out. Anytime you're with the team, those those days stand out. Uh, obviously, for me personally, days where you know you get promoted or you find out you get to do something different or is is really cool. Um, some of those you know really key moments with your teams are awesome. Um, yeah, those just those 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 small moments. They they make up a big part of what what my favorite parts are. Gotcha. I like that. Yeah, it's I I, I was trying not to laugh when you said it because you're the second person that has brought up Clute when we talked to them. So there must be a lot of action going on in Clute. Well, let me tell you what. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, just you know, I live in Brazoria County. Mm-hmm. I live in Alvin. Um, if you look at the numbers, um, you know, Missouri County sells a tremendous amount of product wow. uh, for us. And I'm talking, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, still sell a lot, but, you know, we, we'd be dropping pallets of just Bush 16s in these accounts and pallets of Bud Light 18-pack cans, a lot of beer. So we spent a lot of time uh, out there, uh, a lot of late nights. So not a lot know. of people. You actually go to Missouri County. When yeah, I didn't know they put so much beer out. Oh, tons. Hmm. Now, uh, so I think this is an important question, just because I think I think everyone should have some sort of thing they go to. Uh, I, I know you handle a lot of numbers. You handle, you know, you deal with a lot of people. You know, um, what do you do? to make sure that you stay at a positive level, like for yourself, like to keep your work environment, you know, less stressful and where you can keep, keep going the way you want to keep going, the way you need to keep going. Well, I think that's going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, you know, I know a couple of these guys, especially right now, we're going through all these transitions. I know some of these guys are, are burning the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think with the progression of life, and you talked about earlier where everything's kind of you know, fun now, uh, is setting boundaries around um, around things. So, you know, when you look when I first came in, uh, I was just married. I had no kids, right? And I turn around now, I've got a 17-year-old daughter. So uh, I've got three kids, you know. So it's your priorities are different year one than they are year 21. And mm-hmm. so I'm blessed to, to have a position right now where I can set some of those boundaries. I think after COVID, 
you know, we, we understood that some positions could could be virtual and still, mm-hmm. you know, so being able to help my family out that way. Um, so for me, it's just making sure you're making time for the for the things that matter the most, uh, whether that's, you know, you making adjustments on your end to, to get up a lot earlier or, uh, you know, work when they're not working. Mm-hmm. So really just to establish those boundaries to take care of your family first. So a good work-life balance. Yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you're not going to have that, by the way, if, if, you're, if you're not happy with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes making more money isn't necessarily bring more happiness. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I know tremendously happy people that are important members of this company that aren't leaders. Mm-hmm. And so you've seen that you've also seen a big push for that as well in the last few years of like, Hey, these guys are, they're key contributors, you know, and the worst thing you can do. And I've fallen in this trap before is put somebody in a position they're not qualified for or that they don't enjoy, but because the person doesn't want to, doesn't want to fail or doesn't want to let anybody down, they continue in a position. So a little bit of self-awareness on, are you are you exactly where you want to be that makes you the most happy you know a lot of these guys going through going through some pains right now this rerouting and things Mm -hmm. um you know sometimes um, it's all about building the house right it takes a lot to build the house but once it's built you just got to make minor changes here and there and you can live in it pretty much you know without too many issues right so it's not all fun and games all the time sometimes you got to go through some some painful periods so we have a lot of new people coming in and out mm-hmm. of the company. If you had any advice for a new hire or a fresh face around here, what would you what would you tell them? I'd first tell them uh, make it a year, right? Depending on, let's be honest, depending on when you start with this company, you're going to have a different opinion of of what it is. Depending mm-hmm. on your job, right? If you start July. You probably are like, holy crap, what's going on? Uh, but then if you start in, in October, November, you may think, well, this, what's this about? Right. <laughs> uh, make it a year. Um, I, I've, I've visited many other wholesalers. I've listened to other people's jobs. Uh, I'm not saying that just because I'm a company employee, but um, we do really pay really well. Um, Things may not move as fast as you want to, but it, it moves. Uh, so for my my guys, is just make it a year, uh, and then watch because there's there's lots of room to go do something else that you you may not know. So mm-hmm. look and see what other people are doing, and go, hey, I might want to do that. And then once you do that, you're gonna have to take it upon yourself to study that or go. Uh, you know, we do a great job of you know allowing employees to go do something else to follow or, or cross train mm-hmm. uh, so just because you're in this position right now doesn't mean you're going to be in that position a year from now right so study look observe and uh and learn the basics because everything everything revolves around the basics of, of what we do so mm-hmm. if you can learn that um i think you'd be fine That's yeah I, I second that because when i first got hired on um I wanted to be a designer, but there was no positions for designers. And they're like, well, there's position for the floor. 
which means you know you're on the floor you're cutting up signs you're putting signs on whatever um and then like 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 you just said you know they're like just give it some time and mm-hmm. at, at some point you could probably be on the computer and uh and i know since that day to even recently like that's the big thing that i really love about here is they're always encouraging you to move around you know if it like like if you're doing one job but you see like oh well i know so and so is doing this and i know they're loving it and it sounds cool you can inquire about it you can you know get your info see what you got to do to get over there you know uh, very very open door here and I like that. I, I've been at jobs where like, no, that this is your job. That's this is what you were hired to do. That's all you get to do. So, yeah, I, I, I second that. What you, you know, said uh, there. Gary Vaynerchuk. You know who he is? I've heard the name. Yeah, so Gary V. Um, he's got a famous quote that I, I listen to all the time, and this was tough because uh, to be, I think, to be successful in anything you do, you have to have some degree of self awareness. Mm-hmm. What are you good at? What are you not good at? Because eventually, people are going to see through. They're going to know that this guy's not really good at this. But he said, uh, sometimes you have to eat shit to eat caviar later. (laughs) So sometimes you have to go through some crap that you may not want to go. Mm -hmm. But knowing that you're picking up valuable training and lessons to go ahead and do something else that you want to do later. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't. There are some things that I've done in my career I didn't necessarily like. Uh, But, you know, when I was doing marketing, you know, I may not have been the best at the actual marketing piece of it. But the data behind it to go, hey, we need to market ultra at the time. You know, mm-hmm. this, uh, one of my, I guess one of my favorite memories, go back to that question real quick, was um, they, they, they had asked me to, to think about marketing. And I had, you know, had to give a couple presentations to, to some people. And one thing I noticed was when we were still, we had ultra, right? And we had some accounts that only had two or three SKUs of ultra, and when I was able to present to, to certain people that, hey, where we do have Ultra compared to Budweiser at the time, we're selling more than we are at Budweiser. But we have eight packages of Bud in the store, but we only have two packages of Ultra. Mm-hmm. So maybe my, my uh, uh, can't think of the word now, but my you know, competence may not be how to actually market Ultra, but my competence is here's why we should market ultra. And so working through that, now I'm in the position where I hundred percent am looking at the data and we have good people who know what they're doing, working on the marketing side. So, you know, and and I kind of charted my own path in that Mm -hmm. data area. Uh, so we're, we're big on information based selling and I can support that. I may not be the best at special events or social media. Well, okay. So speaking of your path, where do you see your path leading you in the future? Are, uh, are there other things out there that you're getting whiffs of that you really like? Yeah. Um, my path probably, you know, I'll do anything you know they ask me to do, but um, my path is going to stay in the data area. It, it'll probably, ex- I would like it to expand in the financial area. I'll finish my degree uh, in December. Uh, and then the information technology. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really finding and noticing that uh, the more data analytics you get into, it really crosses into the information technology side. So 
now getting into writing code and equations and algorithms behind the behind the scenes to produce the the data because the farther i get down into it the rawer the data is so then you have to create the processes and you have to tell that data what to do to produce what you what you need and that's that's a new world for me uh and like i was talking a minute ago about us bringing people into the into the the company so you know you know let's be honest used to you know a lot of our leaders were just beer guys and that's great yeah. mm-hmm. but you get like uh you know i think about veronica right who and uh she's you know she, you know she, we're all beer guys now and beer gals but uh her, her her competency is financial services and so she supports us in that you know and we had tyler come on and tyler has been a huge mentor to mine because he knows a lot of that code writing and he's he's one that he's got a spirit of you know, teaching. So soaking up that. So, um, especially with us branching out now uh, into other states, and I think there's going to be more opportunities to to be on that side. So I like, I like, I love the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I like to, you know, I liken it to kind of the military actions. You know, I've always kind of said this: it's like you got the people who tell you what to do, and you got the people who can do it. You don't, you know, you don't necessarily need a data analytics guy on the front lines in a war zone mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily want the front line war zone sitting behind a computer doing right. dynamics, but together they can create a plan of action. And I think that's, that's what we do here. You know, I'm not necessarily on the street, on the street level anymore. And to be honest with you, that wasn't my best forte, but if I can send, you know, Adam Dixon and his team to the field armed with the knowledge and they can execute what we're trying to do, it makes everybody better. Gotcha. And he knows, or whoever it is, knows why we're doing that. That's yeah. another thing. Is, you know, start with why. Why? And I know, you know, old school will tell you, don't worry about why. Well, you know, remember your parents? You know, you ask them, why? Oh, shut up, just do it. <laughs> well, that, that doesn't work anymore. So yeah. people will go to battle for you if they know why they're doing it. Right. And so, hey, why push light? Well, let me tell you. Boom, boom, boom. No. Yeah, sure. And I think that helps to know. Yeah. Because I think it kind of builds that. Uh, like, what is the outcome? What are we? What are we all working towards? Yeah, it, make, it makes complete sense. Yeah. To go that route with it. Um. So as far as Del Papa events go, now I'm speaking strictly employee events. Have we had one that has really like you stuck to that you always reference? Like that was my favorite event. Mm-hmm. I would love to have the, that event again. Every year when I first started, uh, it was about March, we'd go to San Luis. And we had, uh, it was just a night, man. We had a business meeting for a couple hours, maybe three hours. And then and they opened up, you know, we had we had casino night. And we had all of our products there. Um, it was great. We loved that. Um, those were my favorites. Uh, and then it got to 2010. So I think the year before 2010, they, they curtailed it because they were saving up for the, the 100 year event. Mm-hmm. And I think the year after 2010, they curtailed it again, just just even out the budgets mm-hmm. is from what I what I understand. Uh, and then somehow along the line, it got a, you know, we went to Pleasure Pier one year and then it just turned into a business meeting. Uh, so I miss that. Uh, those were fun uh, mm-hmm. because, um, we got to bring the spouse and, you know, it was just a night, you know, of 
you know, I remember my first one, uh, Roger Kreger had just, just signed with Ziegenbach. And he was there. And this is before anybody knew who Roger Kreger was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another one of the cool things. I'll kind of deviate real quick. That's another one of the cool things. Like, we see a lot of these artists growing up. They're growing up through the system before they become huge stars. So, you know, I've seen Cody Johnson work with Cody Johnson a few times at Missouri County Fair or any of those other fairs. And you don't know what they're going to become. And now, you know, I don't know how much it costs to have him at a show, but, you know, it's it's cool to see that. But anyway, back to your original question. (laughs) Those are the events that I I miss that I wish we would do. Those are my favorites. Yeah. Me too. I want to cruise at my first, first or second one. I want to cruise. Nice. It was a door prize. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Send me away on a cruise, please. <laughs> um, do you have suggestions for future ones? I think I just did. So to just bring it back. Yeah. Okay. And there was a lot of clamoring now uh, because of the because of the deal with with Lake Charles. Uh, you know, there's you know, there's two casinos right there. You know, LaBerge mm-hmm. and and uh, Golden Nugget. Yeah. So obviously interested in you know doing something like that i I'd, I'd like to see that happen again uh, personally okay i like that I, too. I think i think a lot of people are standing behind you waiting to hear well, a lot of people thing. don't a lot of people don't know you know what it, you know I, I i'm curious to know and i'm sure we can get that number exactly is you know what percentage of employees are still employed that were here in 2010 for 100 year right so what was our employee count there right at, at 2010 and what percentage of those employees are still here? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that was an epic celebration, too. Yep. Yeah. That was great. I remember the huge boot. So, were you, you weren't there in 2010, were you? No. You? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. What was the huge boot? It was just this big, gigantic boot. Sitting, yeah. You know, we walk in to the. It was just. It was huge. It was just like, big. Everything yeah, was, it was huge. It, it was it was done really well. It was a great, you know, it was at the uh, flight museum. Flight museum. When That's when I was it. in Galveston. It was just, okay. Yeah, it was just crazy. I've seen pictures, just on in our system of of that event. Nothing was done halfway. It was first class, hundred percent. You know, we had you know at that point, remember you're nine, ten years later after I started. So Kevin Fowler playing, mm-hmm. he was a major. That was in the peak of his his mm-hmm. days. So we had. But that was just, it was just great. Yeah. I like any events like that. That one, you can like bring someone. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, everyone, like you like hanging out with your work people, but if you can bring someone and like mingle with everyone, I think that's more fun. I think it's got to be fun for the spouses, right? To put faces with the stories. Yes. It's like, I hear about this person all the time, whether good or bad. Right. Oh, that's (laughs) who Oh, Yeah. yeah. We'll return after these messages. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Tuxedo Shop Tux Renter. Mr. Tuxedo Shop Tux Renter. When the evening calls for five groomsmen in identical robin's egg blue double-breasteds, you are there. It's your wedding day. Last night, little Jason Weinstein had the slow dance of his life in the exact same pants I'm now wearing. Lucky Jason Weinstein. Any schmo can wear a suit, but only a gentleman can pull off a canary yellow set of tails with a matching top hat. You're stuck. 
So crack open an ice cold Bud Light Titan of the Tux, because a classy event always, always calls for rented clothes. Mr. Tuxedo Shop Tux Renter. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Another piece of advice real quick for these new employees is, is you have to think from the company's point of view too, right? So you have to understand we can't do everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we're a lot bigger than we were back in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it worth doing one major event versus little events throughout the year? Mm-hmm. Um, so there, and you got to know you can't make everyone happy, right? Right, right. Um, and, and there still has to be some business. There still has to be some financial uh, responsibility around it because, you know, as you know, the company will share um, any good times that we have. And so any of those smaller things comes from our budget. So mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, there's, there's just a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of extenuating circumstances go behind these things. But, you know, the Christmas party, we used to not be able to bring our spouse. Right. And that mm-hmm. was one of the cool things that they let us do is bring our spouse. Um, so, yeah. And regardless, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving what we've been doing lately. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes from here, you know, because uh, when we when we sat with Trey, I think Trey said similar things about events and gatherings and just being able to, you know, participate in things with each other, no matter how big or small, you know, just right. having, you know, something if, if going you, on. If you didn't know anything about the company or, or the organization or the business and you heard, hey, you work for a beer company imagine what you think the perks would be working for a beer company and that's kind of how i think we're 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 moving along Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure we have a lot of untapped resources here even in this building you know so there's a lot of fun we can have definitely so let's dive into out of del papa brandon okay (laughs) all right so you mentioned you're a big numbers guy uh-huh. Have you always been interested in numbers? Like, what did younger Brandon envision for his life? What did you want to be when you were So, little? when I got hired here, my plan was to be two years while mm-hmm. my wife was in nursing school, and then I would go back to school to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. I want to be a seventh grade history teacher. Aw. Yeah. That's awesome. It was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If- That's So, out of high school, what I wanted to do was just not be in high school anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so I jumped into, did you know, again, the natural progression. I went to community college, mm-hmm. and the first time I realized that I didn't have a, I didn't have to have a note from my mother to miss school. <laughs> I just didn't go anymore. Yep. And so I, I completely screwed up my freshman year. I mean, after, you know, and then you get motivated again, I'm going back to spring year. Uh, the, the, the simple matter is I didn't know what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I did nothing interest me. So I wasn't, I was going to school again in college just to, to pass. Right. And, and nothing motivated me. Um, so I think after three years, you know, if you looked at my transcript, it looked like an eye chart. W F A. That was golf class. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, it wasn't until, and I'm a big proponent of not going to college right after high school, unless you really are passionate about what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So working here, I got to work. You know, I love the, by the way, I love the physical labor part of the job. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than going into a, a, a grocery store in the back at 5 a.m. and seeing eight pallets of beer 
and just the OCD of me and the organization of after four or five hours being done and just, you know, the pride of just about to walk out and you look back and you're like, man, knowing what that looked like four hours ago and knowing that you're set up for the weekend, right? You go and you know where everything is and, and all that. Now it's completely crazy now with these smaller back rooms and HEBs and, and I, I don't pretend to, to know, you know, exactly how it is now. But I like the physical labor part. But it wasn't until um, I got to the on-premise and I started looking at numbers. Because here's a, a fun fact about Brandon. Brandon's socially awkward. So <laughs> one of my favorite stories of Maurice Jackson was there. Maurice Jackson's been there for a lot of my not-so-great funny moments. But <laughs> the two funny moments is... is um, I was so amped up to just say something, right? Because I was meeting with Buffalo Wild Wings, and it was a huge account, you know, mm-hmm. major important people, and they had a table tent on the on the thing. It said, you know, Wednesday beer night, the Astro special, right? So it was, I was there on Wednesday, so I was like, hey man, how did how the special work for you last night? And he just looked at me, he's like, it's tonight, today's Wednesday, it's Wednesday, <laughs> and I just looked like I just looked like an idiot. <laughs> but I wasn't not, and I'm still not, you know, if I know you real well, we'll, 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 we'll chop it up. But you know, I had to find a language to talk to retailers that made a difference for them, mm-hmm. right? So I had to speak money to them. Like, I wasn't there. I couldn't tell you. I don't have any great party stories, whatever. I can't tell you. I'm not going to go out with you and party. Here's how you can make more money to party, right? And so that was the way... Uh, I was able to communicate with on-premise uh, accounts. And once you showed them a couple of wins, it's just like being a stockbroker, right? Uh, then they earn your trust. Right. And you have to uh, go into it, not from your own point of view and trying to get pushed through what you want to get done. You have to go, what if I was owning this business? And one of the most, we do it now all the time, but what was really unpopular then was, I may not go for that Dos Equis tap. Now, I would love to have it, but at this point in time, does that make the best sense for that retailer? Because mm-hmm. at that point, Dos Equis was, was amazing. Now, right now, there's zero reason to have Dos Equis on because of Modelo and Corona. Yeah. But at that point, I'm like, okay, I've got, the account has eight taps. I've got you know, six of them. You know, I'd love to sell you Landshark. We sell you Landshark. I can sell you Landshark all day long. But at that point in time, what was best for him may not been yet time for Landshark. Mm-hmm. Landshark belonged somewhere else and we get somewhere else. But uh, So I don't know if I'm answering your question right, but uh, it wasn't until 2006, 2008, uh, maybe 2009, where I, I didn't realize that I was, I hated math. I hated math as a, as a kid or as a high school. I, but now, like I'm craving, I take all math classes, you know, understand. Once you understand how the different things add up Mm -hmm. and and work together. It's beautiful, right? And it's math and everything's complete. So, um, that was, that was where, that's what kind of spurred me to where I'm at now. Cool. Hmm. And I'm glad I wasn't a teacher because I was going to say, that's interesting. Uh, I kind of lose my stuff every once in a while and I just couldn't I have a, those poor I have, little seventh graders I have, well I've got a yeah I've got a kid now it's 13 I can't imagine 20 of them 26 of them in a, again self-awareness I'm not good at that so find something you're good at and do it right uh, hobbies 
don't have a lot of time for hobbies. Yeah. I like golf, but I haven't played in a while. Right now, I'm volunteering a lot of my extra spare time to our little league. Uh, my son plays baseball, uh, so I got involved with baseball. So working with that, now I'm on the board of the league, so helping there. Um, Hobby-wise, right now, I'm just – if I had to have a hobby, it'd be golf. But between mm-hmm. baseball and family and work and then schoolwork, it's – those are my hobbies right now. So you mentioned you, you're working the concession stands – how, well, is, yeah, how is that holding up? So I would be dying. Well, no, so so it's beautiful because it fits right in line with what I do, right? So, like, I procure beer, but now I'm, like, I'm a little militant with my concession stand. So I'm the concession stand director for Alvin the League. <laughs> the and, director. Yeah, and so once I under, once I figured, I'm sorry, that's what they call it. I love it. No, that's good. That's good. All right, so, you know, they have a square system, right? It's a POS system. And, and I'm like, I got into that. And I'm like, I'm figuring food costs and employee costs and all that. And I'm like, why are we doing this? And then I'm looking over there and this guy's just spooning cheese into the chili. <laughs> and the, I'm like, whoa, our portions are way off and everything. So it's fun. Uh, I've got a good staff. So now I don't have to, I don't have to be there right. 100% of the time. These guys kind of run it. But, you know, I had a couple guys. It was, it's kind of weird. I don't know if you had time for a quick funny story. Yeah, yeah for sure. We kind of uh, we kind of did a hostile takeover of a little league organization back in August. <laughs> uh, you know, we we coached and we played, and my son aged out, so he he played his twelve year old year, and now he's thirteen. He's not playing in the little league anymore. But we had a group of people who were like, "Man, we could do we could do this better." So we showed up at the the yearly meeting, which usually only had like five or six people show up. We had like eighty people show up right. this meeting, Whoa. and so we <laughs> we voted all but two of the old board members off. Wow. And they were just, they were just, you know, they were just weren't supportive or, you know, mm-hmm. they were pretty mean to me, actually. Um, they, you know, it was, it was tough. And so we had a lot of people leaving the league. So anyway, we did that. So I'm the treasurer and concessions there. So that's a Good lot job. of hobbies. So like, yeah, nice. you know, I'll watch the money and, and, you know, I got reports. I had a couple of board members like, you're just taking this way too seriously. I'm like, look, I don't know how else to take it. But, right. Uh, we're going to find out how much nachos cost. And, you know, one of the funniest things we did is I was like, why are we doing 250 on things? Because then we had to carry quarters in the yes. drawer. Let's just do bills. And, like, if they pay with quarters, it's fine. But, like, $2.50, let's make it that $3. Makes so much let's sense. Make it $3. <laughs> yeah. Or $2. Right. Anyway. Uh, who is your role model? My grandfather is on both sides of the family. So the one on my mom's side, I got my work ethic from, mm-hmm. and the one on my, my, my dad's side, I got more of my professionalism and organizational skills from him. And sometimes organizational skills aren't there, but those are my role models. I look, uh, you know, those guys were, they worked well into their 60s, uh, n- you know, just very on point, very good work, work ethics. Um, Learn so much from him on how to act and how to how to operate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my dad's dad. You know, we'd have conversations when I go up there. You know, and you know, I was successful in what I did on premise. I was successful uh, doing that. And basically, a lot of it was just treat those people the way you would want to be treated. And so, 
you know, salesmen get a bad rap, you know, because you see those guys at the mall, you know, asking you what kind of electric provider you're using or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes the best sales call you can make is just to go into an account and not do anything. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of just your presence is just go in there. And, yeah. and, and so you have to put money into the bank before you ask for money out of the bank. Mm-hmm. So if you go in there first day and you're asking for the, the world, that may work for some people, but I was not a relationship seller i was a data-driven seller so uh yeah to answer your question my grandfather's okay nice what was your first beer ever my, <laughs> my first beer was a coors light coors light the night i turned 21 it was my first beer ever because uh, i went to church and i thought god would smite me down <laughs> if i if i drink before 21 so i was working at heb uh, i turned 21 I grabbed a six-pack of Coors Light because that's what my grandfather drank. Um, And I went home to the apartment, and I drank one, and I immediately broke out and, like, really, like, not, like, broke out, but I got really flushed, and Uh and I I didn't drink again (laughs) until until I got here. I don't think I've ever had a Coors Light. I had one once because it was at a wedding, and that's all they had. I guess the groom was all about Coors Light. It was, nah, it was water. Mm-hmm. Was I can't remember. I can't remember. Do you have a favorite Del Papa product, NA or Okay, so whatever. I kind of made uh, one, of my, one of my most proudest moments here is building Ziegenbach on-premise in Pearland. Uh, you know, Scheinerbach was king. Mm-hmm. And so we had, a ten, we, had, we had a fight with Price. We had a $10 off. So I, I became very fond of Ziegenbach. And then uh, I do, I don't mess with the energy drinks as much, but we were at a, a meeting in, in St. Louis and Jared, who works with me on the team, he, uh, he had an orange, uh, orange dream ghost. And I love orange, like the sherbet, I like the, you know, the orange sickles mm-hmm. with the cream in them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so on Alani, I like the mimosa. It's more of a Okay. Orange. Yeah. So he's like, hey, one of those. And I'm hooked on those. That, that's my go-to is, is the, uh, orange Orange Dream. The Orange Dream. I had one of those for the first time this weekend, this past weekend. And it was good. good. I liked it. Anything orange, like even the Uptown Blood Orange is good. I like orange. Have you tried the the Rise Sunny D? I haven't. It's good. Is it good? Yeah. I'm a a big Sunny D fan, and that's that's close. Now, I had, um, I tried the Dream Float from uh, Alani. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I wasn't a fan. Oh, that blue can. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm all about the orange. Yeah, try try the rice. I, I think it's I'll pretty good. Now, uh, so speaking of of beers, so we have we have a piece on here called uh, the beer rainbow, okay. which are a beer that has crossed crossed the rainbow, not coming back, oh, but we <laughs> we miss it. Do you have one that is long gone? Yes, I do. Um, and my man card may be at stake here. Uh, I always liked the uh, kind of the flavored stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, majority of your audience will not know what I'm about to say, but I miss Doc Otis. I have not. I don't even that. know what that is. So Doc Otis was it, it maybe lasted two or three years into my when I first started. It was a uh, remember Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a Mike's Hard Lemonade product. Oh, okay. okay. And and, and, and so something true about Anheuser Busch is in a lot of their products that are no longer with us anymore, we're well ahead of their time. 
So, uh, you know, we had energy drinks with caffeine and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It, it, none of that stuff lasted, but I really liked Doc Otis. I'm going to have to look into I that. was just going to say, I'm going to look that <laughs> up. Unfortunately, you can't find it, of course. And yeah. if you do find one, it's not going to be edible. Ew. But Doc <laughs> Otis was awesome. I liked it. And Bacardi Silver 03, which was an orange oh, flavor. I remember that. Yeah. So Bacardi Silver 03, that came out probably around the 2001, 2002. We had a whole, you know, it's just like, it's a cyclical, right? So we had a mm-hmm. whole Bacardi line and it just went away. Wow, I totally away. forgot about that. Yeah. Hmm. So I'd pour that over ice. Both of those. All right. I wish I could try one. No, yeah, so I'm after like the Coors Light experience, it was smearing off ice and Mike's Hard Lemonade for me. So okay. I got here. Okay. Uh, besides with work set aside, like, so personal life, are there goals that you are currently chasing? Yeah. Um, I'll be graduating finally after I'm on that 22 year degree plan. Yeah. Hey, that's Uh, fine. But again, uh, I'm, I'm loving, it's not a task to take the courses. It's like, it's like a hobby. Mm -hmm. It's like awesome. So I get to learn this. That's awesome. I get to learn it. I'm paying for it too. So that makes me a little bit more motivated. <laughs> Mom and dad's not paying for it. Right. No, but seriously, I enjoy that. That's a hobby of mine, or a goal. It's uh, December of 23. Finally, after 20, well, I graduated in 99. So whatever that math is, uh, being done with my, my degree. So that's a goal of mine. That's awesome. It Congratulations. Is awesome. Yeah. When did you say it's coming? December of 23. Okay. As long as everything goes good for the rest of the... The rest of this uh, spring, mm-hmm. and then some some classes in the summer, and I should be able to finish up the two or three classes in the fall and be done. Sweet. And I'll tell you what, it, you know, this is another reason why I don't advocate unless you know exactly what you're gonna. Now you can go out of high school and go ahead and get you, go to the, go to the community college and get your basics out of the way, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know whatever you're gonna do in life or degree, you're gonna have to have these classes. Uh, also would would uh, suggest anybody go out and just go into the trade you know mm-hmm. plumbers aren't going anywhere truck drivers as we've seen over the last three years truck drivers are in high demand you can make plenty of money uh, yeah. doing that stuff but it is a cheat code right now going back to business school after being in business for 20 some years so uh, and I'll tell you I'll give a shout out to the company um, learning everything you can see that our company is 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 on pace with everything. You mm-hmm. know, they're 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 preaching what they're teaching uh, in school. So understanding the ethics and understanding all the rules and regulations and the planning cycles. That's huge. That's what a lot of people don't understand or maybe not aware of with this company is the planning is is amazing. The way we plan, the amount of time we spend planning, and the kind of the long range vision mm-hmm. that we plan. Um, it is good and it's solid and there's a lot of effort and a lot of input put in from everybody so you know anyway now the last and most important question of them all dun 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 desert island <laughs> you get to bring one movie one album and one food okay what's your one movie <laughs> Shawshank Redemption's going with me nice okay. very nice Album. There is an album, and when I when I define albums, it's not just what the coolest song on the album is. It's one you can put in and listen. Mm-hmm. And there okay. is a uh, album called 
thrive from casting crowns uh, that I can listen to every one of those songs and every song has a good relatable message in life so that's that taking that one with me okay as much as I would like to take 10 by Pearl Jam yeah. I'm taking that one <laughs> and your food of choice Big Macs heck nice. yeah taking Big Macs with me. nice very nice well, that's all the questions we have for you, man. Awesome. I appreciate you coming in, taking the, taking the time to come in and talk to us. And appreciate you, you having me. Yeah. That was a good time. Yeah. Good Thank stuff. You, uh, you dropped some very good knowledge, I think, for future Del Papa people to come in to hear. And just, like, people in general. Like, I probably didn't know some of the stuff that you were going that far out, like planning 13 weeks in advance. Like, that's... I guess it's something I just didn't even think of. Well, you know, a lot of things you guys hear about. Yeah. And, and that's one of the cool things about my position is I get to be, not in all of them, but I get to be in a lot of the planning sessions. And stuff that you guys will hear about has been in the works for years, maybe, you know, lots of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's not something we just wake up on the side of the bed and go, hey, we're going to change this. This is a good idea. Or we're going to do this. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff is, and you guys also understand that anything you want to get changed it it necessarily unless it's egregious can't be changed overnight it's Mm got to go through a process it's got to go through a vetting uh you got to make sure everything's all your i's are dotted t's are crossed when you're when you're about to do something but Mm -hmm. a lot of what you guys see uh and man i'm i've been surprised with things like when i when i was informed about you know southwest beverage yeah you got to know how long that was in the works before i you know few of us are even informed and even working behind the scenes now on that uh, has been has been fun so yeah planning is that's if I say that's the one thing this company gets uh, Michelin rated stars is is their planning right and and, and, it, and I'm uh, I'm not sucking up here <laughs> but Larry has the energy and vision of a 20 year old so he's not happy with status quo. Mm-hmm. And so he likes to, to challenge and he likes to change as the world around him changes. So he kind of, he start, it starts at the top and it bleeds through the leadership level. So uh, do not be happy. Even if it's going well, always try to find something to change. That's, that's awesome. That's really important. Well, um, well, I hope you swing by in December and show us your degree. I will. Woo! Well, yeah. Is the, uh, will there be a bag of candy corn waiting on me? You Wait. know it. Yep. Right. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, I appreciate the time and the opportunity to, to speak to you guys. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank we you greatly much. appreciate you all coming right. by. Will do. So that's all we have for this episode. I uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, I'm Dill. And I'm Lauren. Brandon. And as always... Be safe and drink responsibly.